Hello again, everybody. It's uh, Jason Powers. So I'm uh, recording this podcast on a new phone. Thought I'd, uh, and of course, I'm outside doing what I normally do or had been doing for many months. Sometimes you need to walk around while doing this. Um, kind of, I don't know, get some fresh air. Uh, walk and think at the same time. I'm probably better at walking at times than I am thinking. Though that's getting to be uh, an actual close race. Because, uh, yeah, <laughs> you know how it is once you hit a certain age. I don't know if half century is a really old age, but to put it in perspective, our friend uh, Henry Kessinger, uh, LOL, is 99, or maybe he's 100 now. He's managed to stay in the game for long enough to uh, see his vision of of uh, utopia, his world order, come to fruition for all of us. So maybe uh, maybe there is hope for the rest of us here who are just uh, numbers to him people to be herded and crowded into 15-minute cities and uh, obviously take a significant number of uh, products from the pharmaceutical industry to make make their ROIs sing. Uh, and I know that's uh, these are subjects that are, you know, sore points for many people at, at this point. One of the reasons why I focused so much on the Biden laptop recently is that knowing that there is an active deal that he's a part of might be a a turning point in our tide to get a substantial change in administration. And it has nothing to do with wanting Kamala, of course. I think the whole entire Biden administration is filled with you know, socialist and amoral parasites that uh, and I want no good uh, in for any of us so the idea is to focus on something that people if they found out um, especially if you think about it from the standpoint of uh, the climate change crazies uh, about the LNG deal maybe they would be very skeptical of uh, all the stuff that they get fed but then again propaganda being what it is um, it's a it's a mixed bag whether anybody would actually come off their ability to reason or think about anything. I'll, from there, I want to segue into kind of uh, on my Rumble platform. I've been uploading episodes of uh, the World at War, which is a World War II documentary series. It's actually a very um, well done series. Um, I've been re-watching all those and getting a perspective of how people who lived through a world war, um, and that was the war, <laughs> certainly the war that should have ended all world wars, being that uh, the bomb was dropped and that kind of deal. However, what is amazing is the, the personal insights that uh, came through in this documentary series, and one of them I was watching a later episode 
I think in episode 20 or 21, regarding uh, the final days of Hitler and uh, the certain propaganda that was, uh, there was a little scene or a lady was recounting, you know, the idea of, you know, at that time it was discussion of uh, Goebbels uh, talking about, uh, you know, the war being lost and this, that, and the other thing, and but that, you know, maybe there wasn't it wasn't lost, and we have hope, and this and that, and all this other, you know, I'm not going to get into the specificity of what he said, but the funny thing was, is there was a, the lady was uh, uh, re- remembering a conversation that was had with another lady that uh, at that time, you know, this this was in 1972 that she was recounting this and. She's sitting there uh, saying that the lady says, well, why would uh, Goebbels lie to us? <laughs> it tells you the, the, the long-term impacts of, of being fed lie after lie after lie. And we've heard this if you hear here. And, of course, the current media landscape is infinitely more complex and also infinitely more controlled. Of course, back then... Uh, it was much, well, it's much more. It was much more uh, uh, decisive or easy to do such things because, of course, um, there wasn't. You know, radio had only been around since 1921, at least in a in a wi- wide, uh, widespread sharing or format. But you know, by 1941, uh, there were a number of platforms. And of course, it was harder for it was harder to stop, uh, you know. I guess you say the rogue, bro- rogue broadcasting because it was harder to track these uh, these down. Plus, um, the range and the ability to counteract, uh, you know, the overarching state propaganda probably was uh, a little less able, or the abilities to stop such things were less able. Nevertheless, it goes to show you that, and this was in the final days, that there were still people that were very much, you know, enamored or uh, had, an, had a low ability to discern what was going on. And so you start to ask yourself, you know, what the, what the abilities of people really are in terms of changing their mindset and of course, I mean, we've heard the phrase, it's harder for, was it the harder for people to admit that they're wrong than it is, you know, it's harder to convince somebody uh, that they've been fooled than to fool them. Um, and that's true enough. And we've all been there. At certain points in our life, we've, we've fallen for, you know, let's face it, there's a fair amount of uh, people that have, you know, that would listen to this podcast who probably, uh, you know, been in relationships and thought things were going good and thought things, people were doing a good job with them, uh, within the relationship. And then, but their friends were telling them a different story, you know, that their beloved was cheating substantially or doing such things. And of course that has a, that has a significant, uh, uh, you know, it comes to a significant shock for people to find out that uh, 
uh, everything they've been told, or certainly a majority of it, was based in lies and bullshit. Um, quite a, quite, uh, quite telling. And this has been been used throughout history. Before it was called propaganda, I'm sure they had a different name, but uh, certainly it was going on, and most people were rather unaware of these things. Uh, you know, they did, they uh, they would in the past or long ago, uh, you know, the ability to read and stuff like that had a lot of uh, impact on what people were willing to accept. Of course, uh, the further back you go, the more it was about imagery and uh, lambasting uh, uh, the the overlords or the masters. And of course, they didn't like that because most of these people are highly narcissistic and well sociopathic. I think. I think as you, as we all find out, there's a certain certain uh, type of individual or personality profile that gravitates towards. Uh, political and um, administrative power and it isn't a good kind of person because most people <laughs> would want to not be in those positions and if they are in those positions you would think they would have a fair amount of humility about things and be willing to be reasonable and listen to things but uh, oh we can dream I think we dream a lot about that kind of stuff of <laughs> Of thinking that we would have good leadership and people who, who truly cared about the people that they uh, are meant to serve instead of uh, rule over, um, which is maybe some of what we think of with uh, World War II, is that we still had good leadership and people who understood this kind of stuff. That isn't the case anymore, obviously. Um, so they're trying to keep my phone visible you can hear the traffic here anyway it's a it's definitely a a, um, a conversation that most of us need to have with ourselves too that we have to be aware that we can all be tricked and fooled by uh, various actors political actors I mean it doesn't you know, I'm not going to mention any more names than that, but you can figure it out if you're uh, uh, um, observant enough. And that we have to learn to trust our own decision making and we have to become more willing to go out and uh, seek those answers. Because the people that are about to do the things they're doing, um, money and power and uh, using all kinds of means to circumvent laws and create their own initiatives... Well, and by laws, I you know, I've uh, had a long history of uh, not exactly liking to bend the knee to uh, other people's whims and rules. In other words, we all should have our own moral code that we hold dear to ourselves, and the legality of things are well. Let's just face it, you know, when the rules are different for who you are based upon you know who you know, then. <laughs> then we certainly have to start looking askance and say to ourselves, what's what's the point of that? And this is kind of like a diatribe that I'm just trying to get out of my own head um, regarding all the things, like I've said, seen and unseen lately. 
with uh, ideas. I've been on this kick for about three years, actually. Well, a little longer than that, but uh, I started in uh, actually mid of 2019, for those who are new to this podcast. Um, I was researching a book, actually really the first social commentary book I'd ever done. I'd done a prior work on baseball history, which I published in 2014, but be that as it may, I came forward and I was looking at, as I already knew things were screwed up, I mean, it's hard not to notice those things, but they were escalating or, uh, what would you say, um, intensifying in their, their uh, you know, actual appearance in uh, regular life. And that becomes very uh, disconcerting. So I started doing some background research and trying to put some ideas together. And some of this stuff I'd already come across, but I was trying to put some meat together and just writing my own book. And so, but around this time frame, this late February of uh, 2020, was actually my first uh, dive into some of the COVID stuff at least that was coming out of China at the time, just to see what it was. Actually, I remember a tweet I put up in particular around this this exact date that was tied to the information that they were sharing. And I knew China, you know, always lies about their data, GDP data, uh, working data, you know, their society's happiness, all this other shit that they, you know. This being said, the United States has has, uh, taken taken the uh, page out of their book and has been promoting uh, false employment data uh, anything they can we have people that work in our federal government now that don't believe that data data has any meaning the CDC promoting um, you know false data hiding data uh, <laughs> by the end of 2020 between my down- downloading of the data and finding out how much data was being uh, manipulated certain states were withholding uh, death reports for months at a time I remember North Carolina in particular by 2021 was trailing their data sets by uh, upwards of six months in some cases in other words they weren't reporting they weren't reporting all the 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 uh, deaths that would historically have taken place in certain weeks and it just makes you start to question Who's running these places? Who's in charge of uh, doing this? So getting back to three years ago, I just started uh, paying more attention to that stuff. And that's where I started, uh, well, that was my first skepticism of, uh, of the COVID situation. I didn't know anything more than that because I wasn't, you know, at that point, none of us were in the lockdown mode yet. We'd heard about it in China, and of course China was promoting it around the world. And all uh, all these uh, world leaders jumped on board with this idea because you know they didn't they saw a crisis as an opportunity to Im- impose all their authoritarian ideology, which has just gotten worse and worse. You have countries like Australia now. I saw a report that they're trying to pass a bill there that uh, would. Uh, make it okay for lawyers to snitch on their clients basically on anything uh and they want to turn you know it's turned into the stasi and the uh all the 
authoritarianism that you uh, saw, the Gestapo and whatnot, uh, the idea of rep uh, informing on your fellow neighbors is just, just disgusting. That way there's no trust and people will stay silent and that's what the leaders want. You know, obviously that's what our authoritarian asshats at the top want is that all of us stay, keep our mouth shut and, and go along and don't don't ruffle feathers, don't actually, <laughs> especially don't speak the truth. Uh, don't dare do that because uh, these people do not, they hate your guts. They hate all of us. <laughs> they truly do. <laughs> and of course, if they're psychopaths, that means they're revengeful little assholes that won't stop at anything to, uh, to go ahead and enforce this stuff on all of us. To them, it's just, you know, it's good business, plus it's also entertainment. Remember, when you're dealing with people with no morals or no conscience, or certainly have psychological problems that I'm mentioning, the cluster B type, uh, they don't care what they do to any of us. It's okay, I got interrupted there for a second, so where was I? The concept of, uh, yeah, the... These people are just craven. I mean, we've seen certain ones finally uh, step aside. Uh, the New Zealand lady, what's her face, uh, Jacinda Ardern, and uh, of course, then of course on the other end of the spectrum, we got people like uh, Justin Trudeau, who don't want to do that. Of course, they 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 thirst for power. Even if it is, uh, even if they are puppets to other powerful people of some sort, whether you know, I don't think uh, Klaus Schwab is not our final boss. He's just an unelected a guy who oversees it. Well, I just did it, did an update today, and I think there's about 2,000 corporations, maybe a little less, 1,800 to 2,000, because it's it's a lot of pages of, uh, and some of the names are two words but uh it generated about 50 rows on 20 pages so uh or more than that a little bit more that's like 26 i think so point being is is uh these uh these corporations are in walking you know they partnered with uh the world economic forum they certainly are uh not uh, interested in your rights or liberty and, uh, they uh, constantly are pushing uh this alternative universe of eating bugs and you know getting rid of all of our uh, substantial rights when it comes to free speech they keep on pushing this disinformation bullshit which is everything you you've been experiencing lately you think back to 2016 when and I'm and I hate to bring them up but I'm going to so the idea of Trump when he said uh, you are fake news and fake news and all this kind of stuff that had been going on. Well, I mean, the disinformation uh, change or propaganda on the population started with Obama. Uh, obviously, the media was irresponsible under the Obama administration. But you notice how these, 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 these little minions keep on coming out and they talk about disinformation, this misinformation. They want to control all forms of communication. And eventually, I want to do it through AI. Uh, you know, anything that gets uh, spoken on a podcast or whatnot, and anything will be, uh, if you 
use the wrong words or use the wrong, if you don't uh, code everything a certain way, of course, they're going to come up with an AI that's going to take uh, code words, I'm sure, and try to decipher those down, too. Uh, that's why... That's why you see the chat GPT and all those other things are being tested out and rolled out on people. Um, I wonder if the coders have figured out this too. You know, if uh, chat GPT and others like it, the AI, if the AIs learn how to do all the coding necessary that, uh, that, uh, that these uh, people who are functionally coding now, their jobs will be eliminated too. Which, of course, you know, maybe they haven't thought that far ahead, but they'll be considered redundant fairly quickly, too. Because coding is, you know, capturing coding segments and blocks would be relatively easy. Even even the most creative coding methodologies could be fairly mimicked by a uh, AI that's capable of any kind of learning algorithm. So most of these coders will be considered redundant. Their creativity will be considered, you know, commoditized down to nothing. I know though there's there there would be people who are probably much more experienced in coding and whatnot. I've coded before in my life. I'm not saying I did any great job in it, and I'm not great shakes at it. But uh, you know, I remember a little bit of Fortran, uh, for Fortran, Fortran seventy seven and. Uh, terrible at C <laughs> and Visual Basic or VBA. Anyway, you know, I'm not going to pretend to. Uh, what I'm suggesting though is that uh, all this stuff uh, can be very, I mean, the modern uh, coding is much more sophisticated, but that being said, still can be done. It still be, can be captured and mimicked. And it would be. Uh, it would be obtuse to think that you can't be replaced as well. And, of course, the, the people at the very top of this food chain, uh, the people with the most money and the, the most connections and the ones that are most evil, and I say that without any uh, uh, reservation, these people are truly evil. They want so many less of us to, so that they can manage us. They manage us like property and manage us like the slaves and manage us like sheep and pigs and whatever else and so you know there's a whole host of methodologies and they're trying to do it in a you know we talk about asymmetric warfare and fifth generation warfare or the idea that this isn't like any other battle i mean think about it uh the ukrainian thing going on uh, i call it ukrainian thing but think how many thousands of uh, soldiers have died there and how little the media i mean I don't watch the mainstream media, but how much real uh, focus or or a spotlighting of the casualties? And of course, you know, I don't want to get that too involved there. And they want to have all these little conversations there, and we just keep on making that making that escalate worse and worse. And the media has been so irresponsible with that because you know they're paid to be irresponsible. <laughs> they're paid to be. Uh, they love bloody. They live. They if it bleeds, it leads, and uh, if uh, if they can uh, pick on populations that they don't like, they gladly do that. And they want to put a they want to put a spin in perspective. They they think all the rest of us are just so too retarded to understand who they are and what they're about. 
and that their paychecks totally rely on them being just, you know, you know, pushers of propaganda and pushers of lies and deceit. Um, they don't focus on anything truthful. They don't want to. They don't want to focus on financial collapse or, or uh, the idea that uh, we are so uh, over leveraged, overdrawn, and 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 we can't do this stuff anymore, and that we we are making poor use of our resources and we have the wrong people in charge. And if they would have ever been responsible about that, we wouldn't be in this predicament. But that that, that ship sailed a long time ago. So I've rambled on here for quite a long time tonight. Um, I hope that uh, I can uh, focus uh, the next time with uh, the, the next podcast a little bit more uh, on a particular issue or whatnot. But uh, enjoy your evening and uh, hopefully uh, you'll stop by again.